1: Where where is y'all movie going? What's good? What's going on? It's another episode of DX Daily, the podcast where we keep you up to date on everything that goes down in hip-hop music culture. It's brought to you by Hip-Hop DX and I am one of your lovely hosts, Asia Sky. And I'm your other host, Dub. It's Wednesday and we gotta talk about the man who is suspected of killing rapper Trouble. He has turned himself in. We also gotta talk about Moneybag Yo because he has his own movie on the way and he wants 50 Cent's help with it. Plus, we gotta talk about DDG. He was arrested on a a felony charge and it's music festival season right now we got to talk governor's ball day in vegas and made in america a lot to get to but first please make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening to us at right now the exact app that you are streaming us on subscribe on that one we're gonna give you a little second to do it all right you got it you did it all right bet thank you we appreciate it now let's go ahead and jump in all right. So starting off with this trouble case, the man that is suspected of killing him has turned himself in to police. His name is Jamichael Jones, and he turned himself in early Tuesday morning on June 7th. And the police were actually able to get him to turn himself in with the help of his mother.
0: Yes. Yeah, so according to a Fox 5 Atlanta reporter, he had posted to, I believe, social media and was like, trouble's alleged killer hauled off to jail early Tuesday morning, Jermichael Jones turned himself into Rockdale Sheriff. Investigators credit his mom with helping them end the manhunt peacefully. They also say he's accused of killing the rapper over the weekend that was in the tweet. And what the sheriff's office is explaining is that the arrest began with a walk and talk in which the police go to locations where they believe that he may have had connections in an effort to dig up more information. And so they did that and they ultimately ended at his mother's house. And I guess the mom is the one who said, where he is, or more information about him, and then he turned himself in.
1: Yeah, and while the investigators were actually at his home, that's when the mom kind of helped facilitate the whole thing. So it was really a situation where it could have turned into a chase or a standoff, whatever the case may be, but the mom is was really instrumental in being the reason why he actually turned himself in, which is a tough, tough thing because— You know, as a a parent in that scenario, your first instinct would obviously be to protect your kid, but when your kid has caused so much harm to so many different people in this situation, obviously mainly Trouble, who lost his life in this scenario, but also to the young woman who Trouble was there to see, and it came out that he was abusing her as well. A a lot of information just came out on this, so uh, gotta kind of not commend the mom here, but that was a stand-up thing to do because most people would be like, nah, I'm trying to get my son out the way. I'm trying to get him out of here. Like, nah, you know you you know your son did some BS, so you just got to try and stop the situation from getting as worse as it could possibly be. And it's already a horrible situation to be in. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting that his mom was the one that helped facilitate that. But honestly, the best thing for him to do was to turn himself in because— it was either that or let the streets get to you or just be on the run for the rest of your life. And then you were still going to get caught anyway. So I don't even know what to say about it. Like what was gained? Nothing
0: was gained. Yeah, nothing at all. Like the whole story, like uh, like more details that came out were like it was something about trouble when to go see this woman. And then I guess the woman and Jamaica had broke up like a week ago. And so people were getting on the woman for you know, your spot is kind of hot. Why would you bring another man over there knowing your boyfriend is kind of crazy and things like that? So a lot of people are saying that the woman should be held accountable. The and woman then, like, should
1: be held accountable for this man being a crazy abuser who killed a man that he didn't even know? Right. Like, y'all sound crazy. Y'all really sound crazy.
0: <laughs> you know how Twitter be. So they just go on and on and with their, um, what the things should be happening and things like that. But... Um So, yeah, but at least they found who like did it and he's like in jail or he's arrested and things like that, but still, you know, unfortunate that that meant someone losing their life. so what is the lesson from this? everybody? Nothing was gained. Nope, he
1: doesn't have the girl he was just broken up with and abusing allegedly. Trouble doesn't have his life anymore. This man, his life is not better. His life is worse. He's going to jail. Or if he doesn't go to jail, he's going to wind up in a worse predicament than that. Like, it's just nothing was gained here. I want that. I want everybody to take that lesson from this. The people that are blaming this young lady uh, for some crazy reason, I want y'all to take that that lesson from this, too nothing was gained from this nothing would have been gained from her waiting and not having trouble at her house the the boy was going to stalk her anyway or abuse her or do whatever harm that he was trying to do to whoever she was dating he was going to do that anyway because he had something wrong mentally that made him do this not because she did something so yeah moral of the story nothing was gained here nobody won like it, it, this was all for nothing right exactly all right moving along let's talk about money bag yo bringing some positivity into it so money bag has his own movie on the way and he wants 50 cents help bringing this movie to the the big screen in a series of instagram posts that he put up on monday june 6th moneybag showed his 8.2 million followers a little glimpse of this script that he wrote for a new movie and it's called if pain was a person now that is the name of one of the songs on his album against this pain and it says the story is written by marcus harris and joe Claybo, but the story is by moneybag yo So it looks to be like his whole concept or it's taken from the concept of the song that's on the album. And then it's written and fleshed out by these guys uh, that actually wrote it themselves. So it's like a collaborative thing between Moneybag and these two other guys. And I guess they're shopping it around or trying to see how they can get this movie made.
0: Right. So, um... Moneybag was posting the script, and I guess he posted a video too. He was saying, A 50, let's talk about it. And you know, as a way to try to get you know, either 50 behind it to um, I guess I don't know what 50 would play like as a producer or just like help you know, shop it around and things like that. But um, it does say that the movie If Pain Was a Person appears to be scheduled for like a third quarter 2022 release. Um, so that should be coming out in September from what he posted, which is pretty. AC's been working on this for a while for it to be ready in September I was thinking this is just gonna be like maybe next year but um yeah Moneybag Yo movie this year and then some people were trying to play and be like it's gonna go with the Tubi or like Roku or like one of these like little lesser streaming services (laughs) and he said F all y'all it's gonna be even bigger than that so we're excited and if it was where where is y'all movie going where is your
1: what right. what service what streaming service is your movie on? Person that said that, <laughs> but nah, man, I I hope to see it on one of these big platforms. If it does go to stars, if Fifty Cent can make that happen, that would be dope. Um, but mm-hmm. if it's Netflix, if it's YouTube, whatever whatever platform he chooses to put it on, people are gonna go watch it. So. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad Moneybag Yo is diversifying his portfolio. Big screen bag is what he called himself. So, <laughs> congrats to Moneybag on that one. Now, let's talk about something that is not so positive, not such a great situation. DDG has been arrested on a felony charge. He is facing some legal trouble. According to the Los Angeles Police Department's website, DDG was booked at the Van Nuys Jail in Los Angeles after being arrested on Monday night. Yeah, so he was locked up and then he was quickly released after posting a $35,000 bond. So the file shows that he was taken into custody at 9.21 p.m. and he is going to be expected to be back in court on June 28th
0: in Van Nuys. Yeah, TMZ reported that DDG was basically pulled over in a routine traffic stop for reckless driving in his Lamborghini. And so that's when the law enforcement ended up searching his vehicle and found the weapon, which then led to the felony gun charge. So, mm. yeah, they they got him. That's
1: how they get you. That's how they get you. But when this mm-hmm. first hit the Internet it, and all you saw was felony, you didn't really see what the charge was for. So he was like, dang, did DDG do something crazy? Like, what happened? <laughs> Not to say reckless driving isn't crazy, but, you know, they put the reckless driving on anything. They'll put reckless driving on you for speeding, which is crazy to me if you're not like going like 130 or something 120 I then I see why that's reckless driving but I got reckless driving for going 85 I'm like dang was that really that reckless I got it cleared up you know never went on my record all of that but there we go I say all that to say (laughs) they will give you a reckless driving for something that in my eyes don't be that serious but um, when they they put the weapons charge on there as well i'm like oh that's that's the part where they really got him they got him on the weapon they pulled him over for the, the speeding and the driving but they got him really on the weapon um mm-hmm. so yeah so ddg is going to be back in court soon but he's out now so hey fight your case
0: yeah sure he's got a
1: good i'm sure he's got a good lawyer i'm sure he'll be fine yeah he should be good it should be
0: maybe like a little pat on the wrist at this point so
1: right All right, well, now let's talk about all of these festivals that are going down. So Governor's Ball is happening soon, and the Migos are no longer performing at the festival. And you know these Migos breakup rumors have been swirling around for weeks, maybe months now, and this just kind of is looking like the nail in the coffin, if you ask me, because why else would you not get to the bag and not get to the money unless there is just irreparable damage to the group? Like, either that or if somebody's sick or there's a medical situation, like, those are the only two reasons that I could think of for the Migos no longer performing at Governor's Ball. Because why else wouldn't they? Why would you break a contract that you signed to perform at a festival unless the group is no longer together? Or like we said, a medical emergency. Like Those are the only two reasons I could see.
0: Right, like it's really suspicious. Um, the festival did tweet. They were saying, due to circumstances out of our control, Migos <laughs> are no longer performing at Guthball. Um, And then they did get replaced. Well, Lil Wayne is going to serve as Migos' replacement, so um, which is a solid replacement. But, you know, you can't help but wonder if the Migos breakup rumors are true because like you said how could you break this contract why would y'all not want to perform together to get some money like where is there some hostility tension in the group it's if, of course for governor governor's ball being this weekend um it's very like last minute to switch it up so I am curious to see what's going on
1: they said due to circumstances out of our control, meaning mm-hmm. that's them. That's not us. <laughs> Translation from the governor's ball. They did right. some some stuff <laughs> that made it so they're not performing. Um, it's not our fault. It's not our problem, basically. And Wayne is a good replacement. I'm going to need them to switch that lineup, though, because it was the Migos and then Kid Cudi as the headliner. And I feel like if you're switching out the Migos for Lil Wayne, then I feel like, Lil Wayne should go after Kid Cudi, like let's be respectful. Yeah. <laughs> Love Kid Cudi, but let's be respectful to Wayne and put him on last. <laughs> Cause I saw That's how right. they had it in the lineup, um, initially. And with if Wayne is taking that time slot from the Migos, like I get why he would be before Cudi, but then I I just still feel like nah, I switch that switch that slot out of respect. For the GOAT. Um, but yeah, they got some pretty good acts on the lineup for Governor's Ball. I saw that Jack Harlow was up there, Coy Ray, they got Skepta, they got Roddy Rich, Denzel Curry, they got a lot of they got quite a few people up here. J. Cole's on the lineup, J. I. D. They are eating on the festival circuit because J. Cole and J.I.D. are also on Day in Vegas Festival as well, too.
0: Yeah, Day in Vegas announced their lineup yesterday, too. And Day in Vegas takes place September 2nd to the 4th at Las Vegas Festival Grounds. Um, And there's some big names for that one, too. Yeah, so for Day in Vegas, the big headliners, you got SZA on Friday, J. Cole on Saturday, and Travis Scott on Sunday. Yeah, then you got
1: Baby Kim up there on that lineup. You got Playboy Cardi, Summer Walker, Her Twenty One Savage, Jenei Eco, Pusha T. You got Blast, Chloe, Saba. Like the list goes on and on and on for Day in Vegas. Um, I know they had one earlier this year, I believe, and they're having it again. I didn't know that they do it like m- multiple times a year, but um, definitely dope lineup for Day in Vegas for sure. Like I said, I like that J. Cole is up there. He also got some other Dreamville artists up there with him. So you got like Kaz up there, Loot up there. I see Omen. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, bringing the Dreamville squad with you. And then with SZA, you know, she's got uh, some of the TDE squad with her up there. I see Reason and Zachary up there. So it's just like... Uh, a pretty good lineup for Day in Vegas. I see Tink up there. Saucy Santana, who just covered Teen Vogue, is up there. Like, you got Day in Vegas is looking lit. It's looking out of out of Governor's Ball or Day in Vegas. Day in Vegas would definitely be more what I would lean towards. And then another interesting thing about Day in Vegas is this is going to be Travis Scott's first festival performance since World. So that's gonna be like the really the most interesting part is to see how he's received at Day in Vegas Festival with everything that happened at
0: Astro World. That's gonna be a, a sight to see, right? And he's the closeout of uh, for Sunday. He's the finale, so that's that's pretty big. I think out of like the headliners, like you're the one closing a music festival that big. Like you gotta. The pressure's on. So I'm, I am bet it's going to be, you know, perfect because you don't want another World part two or anything like that. Or because he's been pretty good on cleaning up what happened um, in a sense. So that's pretty big. So hopefully his set goes all well and, you know, it's all good from there. I know one thing, Travis Scott,
1: no raging at Day in Vegas Festival, no raging, no trying to you can hype up the crowd like, hey, cheer, applaud, make some noise. <laughs> Don't do anything else more than that, though. Don't try to get people jumping up and down. Don't try to, oh, we about to make this movie real quick. I need you to grab such and such next to you. Don't do all of that. You Not, not you. I know it's not fair. Everybody does that at concerts. But you don't do that this time. You just say, hey, make some noise
0: and leave right. it at that. <laughs> right. Just keep it chill. Keep it chill.
1: And lastly, we got to touch on Made in America Festival because that lineup was just announced as well. They got Bad Bunny and Tyler, the Creator, headlining that. And that's going to be from September 3rd through the 4th in Philly, of course, at the Benjamin Park, at the Benjamin Franklin Parkway. And their lineup is pretty straight, too. Like, you got Tyler and Bad Bunny, of course, but then you got Lil Uzi Vert, Jasmine Sullivan, and Burna Boy on the next line under there. So... That just shows you the respect that they got for uh, Philly artists, right there. Putting Lil Uzi and Jasmine on the the line underneath Tyler the Creator and Bad Bunny, like just because it's in Philly, like you gotta have Lil Uzi, you gotta have Jasmine Sullivan. That's dope. And then Burna Boy, obviously going crazy right now. I love Burna Boy's latest record, that last last,
0: that's fire. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, no, they they got a, they got a popping lineup going on over there.
0: Yeah, they also got Snow Allegra performing. You got Caudet Black, Pusha T. You also got Lil TJ, uh, Tate McRae, Key Glock, Larry June, Victoria Monet, um, Ryan Castro, and a couple others, I believe, maybe reggaeton artists. It kind of matched, I guess, with Bad Bunny performing there. So um, interesting lineup for sure. It is different. Babyface Ray is on there, who just Mm -hmm. made that uh, title
1: playlist, that Jay-Z curated playlist. Big look for Babyface Ray. I love that Victoria Monet is up there. Mm-hmm. She's getting some of this well-deserved exposure, man. I hope she puts out something, a, a project or something really soon because her buzz is going all the way up and she doesn't even have really anything new out right now aside from like maybe like Coasting. That's like the last thing she put out. But, yeah, no, I love that Victoria was on that lineup. Um, I'm, I'm interested in Made in America and Day in Vegas. I, I, I'm interested in going to either one of those for sure. Yeah, exactly. All right, well, I think that's a good note to end on today. That is going to conclude today's episode of DX Daily. As always, subscribe to this podcast on all streaming platforms. And make sure you rate us, too. Five stars. Five stars only, okay? We trying to be some five-star chicks. We're Trina and Nicki Minaj and Yo Gotti. <laughs> Um, I know it's Yo Gotti's song, but Trina and Nicki, they were kind of the moment on there. Anywho, uh, that is going to conclude today's episode. Make sure you follow us on socials as well. I am at Asia Sky on everything. And I'm at A-Dub on everything too. Make sure you follow Hip DX on all social media as well, at Hip DX, And we will see you tomorrow with more daily news. See ya. <laughs>